to start recording. I gotta get the recording going. Um, my friend that I've been hanging out with, uh, we were watching old music videos out of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And then we went up to that. we went up the Absolutely. stairs to go to the bedroom later that night, and uh, I heard her hip pop, and she's like, "Oh gosh, my hips are lying. They're lying." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you aren't Shakira." That's a good hey, that's a good story, Lucas. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. So for now I say it every time my hip or knee pops, I say my hips are lying to me. Uh, that's how like uh, uh, Keith's boss, his old boss that he used to work for, if you offered him anything, he'd say, nah, thanks, I'm driving. For anything. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to run down. You want something to eat real quick? Nah, thanks, I'm driving. <laughs> I, like He'd be like it's working like... on something. He'd be like, oh, you need any help? I can come help you with that. He'd be like, oh, no, thanks, I'm driving, man. And he'd go back to what he was doing, like just disregard you. It's like me and the colorblind thing. I'll just be like, I, I'm colorblind. Yeah. And people are just like, I'll get it. Yeah, and I'm just like, it doesn't affect this. <laughs> yeah, but it does. <laughs> but it does. Uh, Charles, say something. I just want to see if your guys' levels are roughly the same. <clears throat> say, ah. say something. Say something. Hello. Say something. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're real good. They're real treat. Real treat. Uh, okay. Lucas, I was telling Charles we got botted on uh, uh, my Men of the Sh- Machine sound. You told me that right last now. night, I think. Oh. Oh, yeah. We talk a lot more Playing than Charles Overwatch. and I talk now. Uh, I wish Do you weren't we? doing something. I'm going to stream some Overwatch tonight, too, if this podcast doesn't go long, but you're going to be doing something. Um, yeah, I can... I'm going to close the door. I might be able to fit a couple games in. There is no couple games. I know. We can't end like that. No, no. I mean, why would we? No, Not when we're only, on such a hot there's only There's only polyamorous games. Yes. Correct. I don't know the word I used to be. A uh, uh, couple. Couple games. Couple okay, games. okay, 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 okay. So true, so true. All right, turn my mic a little bit more like that. I moved the mic so I couldn't lean into it anymore, you know, so that I couldn't be like, ah, rah, rah, and, you know, now it's up here. So it's out of sight, out of mind. I put my mic right in front of my face. So yeah. Uh, and, and I put my I mic. I have to talk into it. I can't. It's, it's like it's right, right over there. there. Yeah. It's a little bit further because, uh, I tend to be kind of loud. Projection. Um, all right. I do decent projection. I try and use a little bit deeper of a voice when we're talking in the podcast. Use your stage voice. I have a friend who, Franny and I were, were talking about this just the other day. He has two voices. And that's not even like, it's not even like a Josh. He has two voices. He'll be talking to you in like this kind of like, what I call to be his normal talking voice. It's a little bit higher pitched. It's very fast spoken and it's very sporadic. And mid mid story, for whatever reason, we can't figure it out. He will drop into a low, paused, like one at a time style speaking. He'll be like, "Oh man, then I was doing this, and you know what came from that?" And you're like, "Wait, <laughs> why did you do that just now? That was." That was not a, not an appropriate way to switch uh, cadence in the middle of a story, and he'll do it all the time. It's so bizarre. Never heard someone speak like that. How bizarre! How right, bizarre. right, right. So true, so true. All right. Uh, when you're ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Three hundred and ninety-two percent plays uptick in the past seven days that's what happens when just the internet gets a hold of your soundcloud and a bunch Mm -hmm. of bots try to spam you and say check out my music account 
Hey, I, I loved your, I loved your, I loved your uh, uploads. Like they don't even, they don't even check to see if it's a podcast channel. I loved your uploads. You should really look into <laughs> what I've got going on. It's like okay, all right. Man, you, you love to see it. You really do, because it. At the end of the day, Charles. Hey, end of the day. Which, by the way, I got the logins. When you're sending out emails, how we're a fifty to a hundred listens a week, we can be like, but this last week. We saw a surge in 300 listens, and mm-hmm. you don't got to answer for that. Listen, listen, the numbers support it. The numbers don't lie. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas? I'm Lucas. That cat is really letting us know. No, no, is don't, don't worry it? about the cat. It's adorable. I just keep... Yeah, yeah oh. there it is again. Oh. <laughs> if any, if anything, we it. might... We might uh we might get the cat. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> I could go throw it out the door and that's just... how you turn it off and then when you bring it back inside, see how it you goes. Turn it on. No. Okay. I'll do it right now. I'll no, go do no, it. No, 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 no. We got a podcast today. Lucas, okay. there's no time to turn on your cat right yeah, now. Yeah, Lucas. Uh although he is uh, it loves anime cat girls. We we discussed that I do. at Comic Con once. Yeah. And there's no time But that doesn't make me a furry. Oh, Real quick before we start the podcast, yes, I am so on for literally any female character in Chainsaw Man. Specifically Power and the uh, Everybody one who loves it. Power, but, but the one who I runs like the... it, I don't know her name. Yeah. It's like Maki uh, Maki. Yeah, yeah. No. Those I two? Haven't watched it? Watch it. Watch it. Dude, the, the first off, of the entire show Yeah, the entire show is just incredibly horny. Um but it's also has it has a really good we'll talk about we'll talk about it. This ain't Chainsaw Man podcast. We'll talk about it. Um highly recommend super good hot thing. anime ladies. That's all. It's good to know. Welcome back to this week's episode of Men in the Machine. I am Kevin. I'm Charles. And I'm Lucas. And this week on the uh, premiere food podcast of, uh, of the nation, we're not... Dis- Actually, I don't have any food topics. We're not discussing food. We might be discussing food. Uh, Thanksgiving I, might come up. We, we can't promise that. Actually, I've, been, I've continued my trend. I think I'm going to make this a regular thing since we have so... Our, the show has become very segmented in a good way mm-hmm. uh, where we have... Our, we have our our, um, uh, our different sections, the icebreakers, the clothes breakers. We have a, a, a team building exercise, which we're going to do today. I brought a team building exercise. I'm a little but, sad that the ovulation station. Well, didn't stick that's around. what I was going to say. Unfortunately, trains pulled back into the station. We've got a slight reprival of the ovulation station today. Uh, yeah, so I have some ovulation station. Uh, last time we talked about... I have some about... ovulation station. I do. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, it's, and it's time to drop it. Right, right. Uh, so what I've got is, a uh, last time... that means, man. Is, well, last time, last time we had a discussion about how many times you could drop $100,000 oh, if you had a right. billion dollars. Uh, I ran the math. You could drop $100,000 10,000 times. If you had a billion dollars, and Just, ten ten thousand times could either take you ten thousand days, ten thousand ten thousand hours. How many hours? How many days is ten thousand hours? It's a lot. I don't know how many, but it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, you want to crunch those numbers? Yeah, let me crunch the numbers while he continues his uh, ovulationing, <laughs> ovulating. Uh, 
I, I was going to crunch those numbers, but you can crunch those numbers. No, you time. crunch the numbers. We'll all crunch the numbers. We'll crunch All right, the we'll crunch right the numbers. We'll get back to the numbers later. I'm not going to crunch them right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 416 days. Okay, continuing. Uh, the other thing that I had is uh, you asked me to put an asterisk next to talk about gravy. Yes. And you wanted to talk more about gravy. We did not talk more about gravy. No, uh, and that's good. That's good. There's a reason for that. So... I was saying when I was talking about the segments, I think my my podcast thoughts that I keep putting in my phone and forgetting why I put them in my phone, I think I want to keep that going. And uh, 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 one of them is, is about gravy, so it's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, All nice. Right. Uh, I know that you've got things you want to chat about, but right. maybe just for an opening topic. Well, I have, our, I have our team building exercise. All right, let's do team building first. We'll talk about gravy later. Yeah, but what a te- what a, what a hold, you know, just <laughs> you got, ca- cast in got, the line I mean, and just dangle well, in the worm. I mean, uh, maybe next session I'm going to be like, all right, let's talk about gravy. Yeah, <laughs> actually, maybe that's another segment. Maybe we had another one. Let's talk about is a whole segment, which today is gravy. Okay, so team building exercise. This came to me. What was I doing? Not important. I was doing something. And I was trying to think of fun games like we did before because the, remember how I said I found it on TikTok so we did the draft? The, the, I don't even remember what draft. Uh, we did, what about giraffes? No, not football. Uh, we did, so we did not a, giraffes. We did a fruit draft. Fruit. That's oh, what the draft, yeah. right. So I saw that on TikTok and I stole it. Unfortunately, those dudes, as well as every other thing ever, has just done a million drafts like that. Uh, top five spooky things uh, top five cereals uh, top five names for your pets like i'm seeing so many of that bullshit on my tiktok now it's annoying so i was like i am gonna keep plagiarizing for team building because that's what we do it's totally fine absolutely yeah come on that helps the synergy en- entertainment is, is a never-ending evolution of past ideas so we're rolling with it but i thought what would be fun a the homoerotic energy in this room digital mm, is through mm-hmm. the roof i mean i've just i can't stop looking at you boys there's a reason why i hide my camera and just look at you all the time this is what i do what if as a team building exercise we play the classic 1970s uh tv show in which a woman almost went on a date with an active serial killer the dating game Oh. I'm going to ask you both. We're just going to play from my side. If if we if we enjoy it, maybe we'll flip the script in another episode. I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the gorgeous uh look at me. Oh, they brought a hot chick to sit in this chair while they brought some lunks to 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 to, to be on the other side of the wall, you know, cuz they can't see you. And and they ask really stupid questions, some mm-hmm. overtly sexual. You answer them either A, entirely honestly, B, Sub submerse sub you try to lie to me. What's that? That's the word I'm looking for uh, there. Sub subversively. Subversively. Uh or uh third, in like a cheeky, clever, jokey way to try to appeal to me. Charismatic way. So those mm-hmm. you know, I answer and uh we're gonna see who I pick to take on a date at the end of this. Oh, so we're take oh, I love this. Yeah. We're yeah. trying to convince this woman. Me. To date us. No, well, I'm not. we're not role-playing. It's going to be me. You're trying to play to me. This is The reason oh. why this is team-building is it's going to, A, see how much you guys know about me in, mm. in your things, and, B, convey that information outwardly, because that's the whole point of like the podcast is we're getting our personas out there. So this is real. You are trying to swoon me, which you do often, uh, but via a corny 
1970s dating show. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. I got a couple. There's a there's a million here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick three. Uh, we'll start with uh, a, con- a contestant number one, which according to my uh, screen here would be Charles. Uh, if you would describe yourself as an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Well, you know, I think I would be a little bit of a minx. Uh, the reason I'd be a minx is because I'm so soft and supple, but I'm also elusive and tough to pin down. He, ah, oh, oh, I I like that in some wild game. I don't know. That <laughs> seems like, do you hunt minx? I hunt minx, I guess. This isn't about you. It's about me anyways. Uh, contestant two, uh, same question. Oh, I would pick a fox because that way I would match you in how foxy we are. Oh my gosh. Oh, is it hot in here? Is it just contestant number two? And then the the camera goes like right across to everyone's faces. Yeah, and they're really losing it. Is this uh, how, is this how you do it? Are it's how it right? it's how you're doing it. Like I said, there's different ways to oh, answer the okay. question. You're doing great. Also, I don't think Charles is like a minx at all, so I'm taking that into consideration. But I love the cell. You you don't no, I, know me. you don't know me in this situation. No, no, I told you. I told you we're not role playing. <laughs> this isn't this isn't role playing characters. You are yourself. You are you, and I know you, and I am me, and you know me. So you I, you you thought you right right. I think oh. The plot thickens. All right. Um, all right. Uh, contestant number two. Uh, if if uh, I was a ice cream sundae, what toppings would you put on me? Oh, come on. Don't make me say it. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, okay. <laughs> you say it however you want. I told you it was hot. If you were an ice cream sundae. Yeah. What, what toppings would you put on me? First of all, I would sprinkle you with nuts. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd go in for a dip. Oh, okay. Oh, on the cone. Yeah, on the cone. Oh, we could okay. have an ice cream cone sprinkled okay. with nuts on you. And then I go <laughs> you in for a to... dip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all right. Whoa. Contestant number one, what song best describes your life and why? Uh, if I were to pick a song that describes my life, it would be. Beautiful Liar by Beyonce and Shakira. <laughs> we were just talking. Is it just because it's on your mind? <laughs> well, it's on my, well, it's on my mind now. Okay, well, there's a lot of red flags here. A, I don't really like nuts on my ice cream thing, so Lucas is, doesn't know me very well. He just wanted to be sexy. And Charles just called himself a liar. I can't trust a man like that. All right, final question. Uh, contestant number one. If you were to propose to me, how would you do it? Oh, boy. Well, uh, if I were to propose to you, I would take you on a romantic getaway to a city. I would take you to a new restaurant you'd never been to, pick a food you'd never seen me eat before, and then I'd really enjoy it. Yeah. I would eat the shit out of some some schnitzel I've never had, and you'd you'd know I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, I mean, up to the end, and then you'd you were. Propose. Yeah, you were really you were doing great. Yeah, I guess that was the, the act of proposing wasn't in there though. He, yeah, he oh. just went out to dinner. Yeah, and oh, then oh, got oh. himself something I wanted him. <laughs> <in. laughs> 
Yeah, okay, all right. I, I just, that. I just power want play. you to see. I just want you to see me happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay <laughs> hey, you know what? I love it. It's honest. Is what it is. Uh, uh, final question, contestant number two. What is more important, a great sense of humor, an intelligent conversation, being active and sporty, or being passionate about life? And Ooh. why? Do is this a multiple choice? Can I combine them, or is it uh, just pick one? A- answer. Uh, however I think your heart what I would you. like is for you to be passionate about your intelligent conversations. I think that's wow. what's most important because then you really know was, okay. you really know what someone cares about. Wow, that and was you a... can have intelligent conversations about funny things. Very true. So mm-hmm. true. Some may That's say. what I'd want. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well. Oh boy, I've got some thinking to do about uh, these two hunks behind the curtain. Uh, it's it's super easy. I'm taking Lucas on a date. And let me let me tell you why. It, it, not it's only the did Charles, it's it, well, the one, it's the intangibles, but two, uh, Charles openly admitted to being a liar, a beautiful <laughs> one at that. Um, <laughs> he called himself a minx, which I top ten animals, not even close to that for what I would call Charles. And at the end, he just wants me to see him enjoy something before asking me to marry him for life. <laughs> and that just comes up a little weird. Lucas, Nothing uh, romantic about it. No, you, you hit the nail on the head with yours. I was, you, hey, uh, well, I want you to have me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, and now I want you. Yeah, well, you should have answered the questions a little better, so. All right. Well, so now next up is I'm going to take Lucas on a hot date. Um, okay. Have a great time. Well, we're going to have to have a break. Uh, no, no, not right now. We can't. Oh, stop. we have <laughs> obligations. But uh, in soon, yeah. soon. No, you uh, you made a mistake because Lucas is like, oh, a hot, a hot date. I got to go on a break. <laughs> yeah. Oof, uh, oof. <laughs> Things are moving a little fast for me. Uh, all right. Hey, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy we did that. You don't know me very well because of the way no. you answered the questions. But, hey, I loved it. You I've never it. thought about how to convince you to go on a date with me. I would I would probably just ask you. Hey, that, that'll that be a question for another dating game. I'll say, how would okay. you get and, me and to you go on what? a date with you? I feel like we've had some pretty good dates. Just in Oh, we've had have. phenomenal dates. Yeah, me and Charles, you and me. I mean, dude, me and I, I think that I, I feel it's like a great lineup. Piece there. Yeah, I we could I be a truffle. We we have a polycule going, but you gotta you can't show up single handedly. Yeah, there there are women involved in that though. I so would say true. The, uh, they ruined it. Uh, when we got back from New York, and I uh, took Lucas to that Korean restaurant, that was a phenomenal date. I yeah, thought it was nice. I people undervalue mandates. They just want to call them hangouts and act like there's no like there's oh. no like romance there. It's like nah, there's there's fun to be had together in a non-sexual there, there was way. There was a there was a whole slightly other sexual time way that Lucas aggressively and I dis- sexual way. Yeah, there's there was this one <laughs> time wrong. that Lucas and I were deciding to go on a mandate and called it a mandate and then treated it like a date. Phenomenal time. We mm-hmm. went to a. We went to the uh, Mexican restaurant in the mall, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then <laughs> right afterwards went to go see the Batman together. Yeah, yeah, we did. Date. That I remember that. That was nice. We got some margaritas and oh boy, saw where the night took you. A yeah. couple of Mexican beers. 
Yeah. It took it. us down a three-hour movie with Robert Pattinson. God, what a movie it is, though. Long. Oh, exhausting. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Uh, uh, maybe maybe next time we'll have one of you in the in the hot seat. I'll do the hot seat. I'll just need some question prompts. Well, I'll either send you this like list that. right here, or, or you can I come love up when with some. Men, take some time. Come up. I with love some. when men fight over me. Yeah, I love fighting for you. Oh. Yeah. I, I love right. fighting with you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, so shit, true, though. All right. What's the um? What's the initial icebreaker, Charles? Oh, you want to do an uh, initial icebreaker first? Okay. Yeah, we're only like um, 10 minutes into the podcast. This is br- well, we're so, breaking ice. Yeah. So I have a little bit of another addendum. Um, oh, no. Last podcast, we were talking about uh, Easter being your favorite holiday, Kevin. So true. And you said, we'll get into it. But we never got into it. Can you get into that a little bit? Let's <laughs> this- talk about all right, this is just Let's, like a, a, a evolution podcast where we're just diving into stuff we've said and expounding deep on dive, it. Well, yeah. I, yeah, this I is wanted the deep to, dive. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the things that we didn't get to last podcast. I love and, that. That's going to happen. And Lucas was like, Easter? Easter? Why is yeah. Easter your favorite podcast? And you were like, listen, I'll tell you about that. You never told him about it, and I yeah. want to hear it. It's the long tease is what it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's the big setup. No, my Easter has... I think always been my favorite holiday. As long as I can remember it, at the very least. I'm sure as a kid, you're like, ooh, Christmas or candy for Halloween or whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. Um, number one, the most important one, and it's the easiest one for me, aesthetic. Pastel colors. I was going to ask. The but... bunny rabbits and chickens, the, the, the eggs, the flowers, the, it just, the color palette is the best, and it's just, it's so inviting. It's so warm. Not warm as in warm, because that's more of like a Thanksgiving. It's a very warm blankets and, and lots of like fluffy and, no, no, no. But it's very inviting in like a fun way. It's very uplifting, right? Because mm. Halloween is orange and black. Thanksgiving is orange, brown, yellow. And it's like, whatever. And then Christmas is over the top, garishly red and green. It's like there's no, that, no. Oh yeah, that's Christmas. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing going on here. There's no substance. You're just beating over the top the red suit, red and white suit, and the green. And it's like get out of here. I don't need this. Easter, on the other hand, it's a color palette holiday. It's not necessarily a specific like guideline on how to decorate for it. Obviously, people put the eggs around. That's cool and all. But other than that, it's just kind of springtime, right? Do whatever yeah. you want. I do love I do love me some springtime when the flowers are blooming and birds the, on bird the babies feeders. are all getting born and there's just a smell in the air. It's yeah, great. little baby bunnies hopping through the grass. Oh, I feel so so aesthetic. That's number one. Number two, and this one dramatically underplayed. Like I would I would say criminally underrated. Easter baskets as a celebratory like cornerstone you know christmas has the obvious thanksgiving has the dinner halloween has the candy fourth of july has drunk rednecks like everything has a a (laughs) staple and easter baskets are phenomenal the fake grass that's in them whether it be the edible ones or not i'll take it either way the the chocolate eggs when i was a kid we always got very very modest but like one or two things in the basket as like a as like a standout gift gift 
um, like a Christmas Eve type thing. And we, one year, my favorite, one of my favorite memories ever. So my parents always went above and beyond for Christmas. I'm not trying to slander Christmas at all. I remember one year I got one of those cool four wheel bikes, Charles. I rode that over to your house, the blue four wheel bike. And I got like an iPod Nano yeah. or iPod Mini or whatever the small one was that wasn't a shuffle. And cool shit ever. Like my parents are great. But I think I was like 10 or 11 or 12. I was in the 10 to 12 age bracket. And I got the full Tech Deck BMX set. It came with Ooh. multiple frames, tires, handlebars, the tools. It came with decals you could put on them. And it was like in a plastic case and it had a bunch of you know design on it. And it was sitting in the Moe basket with all of my favorite candies. My mom and dad know I love Twix and Kit Kat. So they were sort of just, my brother Andy got a lot of Reese's. I got a lot of that. Travis got whatever he got, like whatever. Everything was personalized. Like at Christmas, it's just wrapped presents. You look for the name, whatever. But the Easter basket was not just one size fits all for the four of us. Like each of us got like our. You had your own Kevin theme. Yeah, like it was my, like I didn't have to look for a name or anything. I said that's my basket. Not only did I have the basket I love, but like what was in it, I was like that's that's me. That's my and that's you and that's and it was exciting. Three, everyone loves Easter egg hunts. Who doesn't? Come on, even if you didn't get to do them, just the idea of an Easter egg hunt with kids or not is fun. We do a drunk one here. We do our hard Easter party we do every year. It's phenomenal. Um, well, we, it's become a tradition that isn't that old, um, but it's my favorite thing ever. You get nips for, for how many eggs you get, and there's like a uh, little Ooh. piece of... Well, so this year, the way we did it was it was paper in the eggs, and whatever the paper said is what you got. Some of them were n nothing. It said like... Uh, it had like a joke on it. Some of them were for nips. Some of them were for candy, and one of them was for a grand prize, which was a thing for any painted. So you're not only are you looking for eggs, but you want to get the eggs that have the coolest shit in them. But there's no way. It's just it's silly, right? It's it's a good half hour, forty five minutes of silly activity, not just sitting around family family yeah. awkwardly talking about the current political landscape like that. But fuck that. You're just you know like, I never I never thought as an adult being involved in it <sighs> where what it would be. Dude, you'd love it. If you come you know, out you're next not year, getting a dollar in your egg. It's like Right. A, or like a bite-sized snicker that you'll probably yeah. eat all of them in one sitting and feel terrible about yourself. Like there was a lot of little silly things to We yeah, made it. You make it your own thing. This year because the the last year before this went so chaotically, everyone was sprinting around. It was raining, which actually made it really fun. It was like a sloppy. It was a real slobber knocker of a Easter egg hunt that year, but um last year we had so many people and everyone is so <laughs> aggressively competitive we had to put a handicap so we did everything in pairs one person was blindfolded and the other person had to lead them and they weren't allowed to get the egg so i would have a blindfold on you would be grabbing me dragging me and or talking me through things and i had to grab the eggs so it was a very you know you you would be you would hear like uh, uh, tony being like tommy the egg is right in front of you just reach out and tommy being like i don't know where it is. you know it was it was funny it slowed it down <laughs> took like an hour it was great everyone had a good time uh and and lastly final my final thing there's more that i like about easter but these are the four big ones easter dinner i mean it's a holiday dinner what do you want it's ham deviled eggs mashed potatoes vegetables like oh. it's all the classics biscuits it's a, it's a it's a ham dinner like come on yeah and Classic. ham is my, I think, probably one of my favorite meats. Especially it used like to be very low, and year something. after year, it's just climbing. Hams oh. are just climbing on my love. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, one of the best things about any holiday, feast. Yeah. Absolutely, a feast yeah, the food. is and you yeah, know what one it of is? the best parts. It's the holiday. worst thing about Thanksgiving is there's nothing to offset the feast. 
it's just the feast. And then it's like I made the joke. It's the awkward conversations with family about like small talk catching up or wow, you voted for blank. Like there's no substance to Thanksgiving. It's just the feast. Whereas Christmas has obviously Christmas plus it's food. Uh, It kind of brings people together the same way a funeral does, which makes Thanksgiving pretty dark. Well, I mean, we are, if you know, we're we're uh, uh, we're celebrating the genocide of the natives like a funeral. That's what we're yep. doing. Subtext. You know, it's the. Subtext. I noticed on my calendar they actually changed Black Friday to uh, Native American Day or or Did Native. They really? It said something weird, and I was just like, "Really? We're we're just gonna switch that out? Yeah. Like everybody knows that is something? Like yeah. I don't know." Uh, yeah, but I'll tell you about... To, they changed it to African American Friday. We I don't think that. they did. But I noted. don't think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, no, it was. No, but I'll was. tell you, Easter, it surprised me because uh, Easter was never really one of my favorite holidays. I definitely enjoyed it over the years. But then um, I found out about a lot of the, uh, I guess you'd call them pagan religions that Easter is based around. Oh, yeah. Just like Christmas is. Yeah. Uh, and and now, these stories are wild, and I don't know how accurate they are. <laughs> I'm in. No, you sold me. I'm ready so for this. So, basically, there was, like, there was some pagan religion back in the day. I, I don't know that it had a name, but there was this man who ascended to godhood and returned as an egg-laying rabbit. And in order to pay homage to this new god that was created, they would dye the rabbit's eggs in... Baby's blood, and that's why you dye eggs. I you'd sacrifice you know children. If that's true, a metal as fuck. You know me, like the hardcore <laughs> stuff. That's cool. But I'm pretty sure I've googled like a million times why do we look for eggs, and I've never had anything pop up. Like just in general, a lot of it's like we don't know. If that's it, oh boy, Easter just yeah. keeps climbing. It just keeps climbing. Yeah, that doesn't sound real, <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it also doesn't sound realistic. <laughs> What's the difference between those two things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it doesn't sound like something that's actually happening, and also it doesn't have any believability. Ah, okay, okay. We're calling you a cuck. Mm, okay. Look it up. Let me know, because if that's true, I'm very interested. That sounds crazy. Uh, they're all theories, from what I understand. All well, these things are theories yeah. on why we do these things. But right, right. Nobody actually knows. It's like the Big Bang of Easter. It's like, yeah. 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 Sure. Um, no, but I just, I, I, and you know what? And you know what else I think? You know what? Yeah, let me tell you. You know what? I think that the fact that Easter is always on a weekend is to its benefit. I, yeah, I, Easter I, Sunday. Easter Sunday, it's it's time set aside that everyone has set aside. Um, because Christmas, Thanksgiving... Oh, well, don't even get me started on the commercial side of ma- most major holidays, which Easter hasn't been Same. fucked with yet. Easter doesn't have its great Easter sales and come on down to Best Buy for your, for your egg-shaped uh, Bluetooth speakers and all that. Like, that doesn't exist. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Halloween, on the other hand, have just been bastardized oh, by gosh, commercialism. Yeah. So take that out of it. But... It being on the weekend means 90% of people are more readily available for it. Um, even things, uh, it is federally rec- recognized, so a lot of like um, uh, uh, retail places are still shut down. Obviously not the big ones. Um, 
but like, you know, bank employees and all that shit. Everyone's available for it for the most part. You don't have to mess around. But there's also dramatically less um, societal and familial pressure for Easter to be a thing. Yeah. You know, people dread the holidays, me- meaning Thanksgiving and Christmas almost always. But even, even you know, depending on your family, it can be anything. Easter kind of like exists out of that. A lot of people have their, maybe they go to church with their family. Maybe they go to grandma's for dinner or whatever. But the pressure of Easter is at all time low. There's no, it, it's not true. weighing you down. Usually when I think about the holiday season, it starts on October 12th, which is my birthday. Of course. And then it's, it extends through New Year's. Yeah. And then it's over. Yeah. And then there's Easter. And Easter's not that far off. It's only three months <laughs> it's out. Not, you know, it's it's still not at that the far start off. of the year. But uh, to your point on the commercializing of all these holidays and everything, uh, I love Christmas music. Oh, who doesn't? Uh, and so, oh, like, when they're like, "Oh, there's already Christmas music in the stores," I'm like, "Sweet, yeah, yeah. this Lay is better than the top hits." I, I'm, but I, I don't I know see. much. I don't depends know much on, Easter music. Easter does Do not they have, have Easter yeah, music. Yeah, just hymns, just Jesus oh, hymns. Well, really. that makes sense. That makes I mean, sense. I don't, you know, I'm not religious, but that's like all. I, I don't know any Easter songs. But yeah, because Good Friday was like the day that Jesus was buried, and so, then dude, Easter is the wrong. day he was it's, resurrected. It's all, it's all wrong. I don't know. From dude. a chicken. All I know is Easter is when the people who put the ash on their forehead can start eating their vice again. Like uh, I don't know. Oh, is that Lent? Lent goes whatever. from whatever to Easter, yeah, or Good oh. Friday or whatever. See, yeah, there's so many Ash things Wednesday. we have no idea. Ash I just Wednesday, want, where they burn I just want the egg hunt, the cross, That's what I want. and rub it on their face or something. I don't know, but I will say just real quick touch on while we're still talking about uh, what you just said because Charles w- turned his nose up to it. I am as on the fence about Christmas's takeover of of November as I could possibly be on one hand. Feliz Navidad, Last Christmas, Mariah Carey. That stuff hits, and I'm like, I'm loving that's, this. That's I want to hear the it. Best. That's On the, best the other the hand, even though I condemned the commercialization of it, when I go into a store and there is no Thanksgiving stuff, it's just Christmas stuff, I'm like, you can't have both? Like, a, a big display of one, a big display of the other, and then uh, November 27th or whatever, that goes down and it takes over both sides? That's cool. I'm okay with them coexisting. I don't necessarily need Christmas to sit in the back. It can be here in November, but, like, together. together. Well, like Charles was saying, there's not really a lot that you celebrate during Thanksgiving other than buying food. And you get most of the same... people. Well, that happens all the time anyway. So true. So true. As long as you have the same food out for Christmas and Thanksgiving... We're known for our deep deep thoughts and our our hot takes, all right? Yeah. That's what's what's gotten us here, so... And our, and our hot cakes. Oh, our hot and cakes. our... Well, you said it with the hot cakes. You, you already got it. Yeah, it's the hot cakes. I'm talking about our asses. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Juicy, juicy for sure. All right. Um, what Do you have another... Um... Do you have an actual icebreaker? Yes, or do you want yeah. to do some more deep diving? Uh, I wanted to jump into Kevin's fisherman theory, and then afterwards I want to close with two different icebreakers. Wait, okay. wait. Hold on. Before we go too far, Charles, you and I were talking on the phone, and I said, write this down. And you said, I'll bring it up by saying, Lucas and I were talking the other day. (laughs) That's so him. I can hear him saying that on the phone right now. Uh, Yeah, sure. 
we can talk about that. Yeah. Or I no. was going to talk about it later, but that's fine. Lay it down. Lay uh, it down. I don't know if it was in the plans. We can wait. We can pretend I didn't say all that, and you no, can bring it's it up been organically. Said. Cans of worms. Guess where it is? Open. Open. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's already happening. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, we were talking a little bit about um. Where were you? There's talking? like. Uh, we were talking on the phone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we were bringing up a specific Mythbusters episode where you were talking about um, the human body heat. So basically, like, when a person is out in the frozen tundra, they were myth-busting whether or not uh, if you start drinking, the alcohol actually causes your body heat to rise. I've seen that one. He goes into a freezer. Okay. Or... Uh, what they actually found is that your core body temperature travels to your extremities. So it just, uh, it moves from the center, uh, ends up in your fingers, in your toes, in it. It does forego frostbite to some degree because of the fact that it just travels outwards. Uh, but it lowers your core body temperature and overall, uh, takes down the longevity of you staying right doesn't it it decreases frostbite chance and like dramatically increases hypothermia chance precisely right yeah so uh Uh, we were talking oh yeah go ahead no go ahead oh we were talking about that at uh i was at my buddy jesse's he's from alaska yes and uh (laughs) i was talking about it on the phone with charles and i was like dude liquor does not make you warmer and he went into this whole Mythbusters explanation, and then I heard, I heard Jesse in the background listening to our conversation. Being from Alaska, he goes, "I've seen negative sixty degrees Fahrenheit. Don't tell me that it doesn't work. I've used it before, and it was just really funny." Uh, yeah. So, so in the in the temporary, yes, it would increase your chances of not getting frostbite. In the long term, if you're going to spend two to three days in a situation like that it would probably lower your chances for survival so uh my prompt here is what is the most extreme survival scenario you think you could survive and how do you think you would do it i'm gonna be honest Uh, with you i i thought the prompt was gonna be what mixed drink would you choose to warm you up (laughs) in the the arctic if this was ever i want to go with that's right i honestly when he started that's where my head went went, oh nope he didn't take it there but okay i'm listening now uh, so I'm going to open up with mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say that I'm in an Alaskan expedition and okay. that I do have like maybe a flask or two of liquor. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was in a frozen tundra and I was in like a five day survival scenario, I think that's the longest I could survive. And I would find shelter if possible. I would perhaps try and build some sort of igloo or also tuck myself under snow. I would yeah, it's usually you dig out instead of build up when you're in a survival thing. I would drink temporarily to keep my extremities warm during the night. I would not drink during the day. Uh, and if I have to, I would eat people. Oh, oh man, I'm on the record for how many various uh, uh, creatures that walk this earth that I'm willing to eat. And spoiler alert, it's all of them. Yeah, same. Uh absolutely if i was in like a tropical scenario where i'm like on a boat and like you're across from me and i'm probably gonna die i'm gonna eat you i'll eat you <laughs> i don't I'll give eat a you. shit i would eat somebody uh yeah. so i i think that the frozen tundra is my uh also people 
people always romanticize themselves as being able to survive like all kinds of different circumstances like people always think in the most extreme circumstances what can i do to survive and they're like i'd survive that right. most people won't but right. uh i guess in the frozen tundra with a couple of people around you you can huddle for warmth you can drink a couple bottles of liquor or whatever you know you can keep yourself alive for a little while yeah uh the most important part is going to be dehydration in the long term and then you want to swallow some snow uh the ph isn't going to be great but it will keep you hydrated yeah that acid uh, rain did that go away <laughs> if, <laughs> if, what is if this any... the 1996 like <laughs> oh boy if, if about... any if anything, it's gotten worse. Uh, <laughs> you hear about the uh, Statue of Liberty and how they had to repaint it? Oh, boy, what are we in for, you know? <laughs> Al, Al Gore's not talking about it anymore. Yeah, so it's not it's important, still, I guess. It's still out there. Uh, and the other thing is that uh, I'm pretty sure that Al Gore collected up all the acid rain. Like, he had, Dude, like, a giant basin that he When I was up, a kid and I learned of acid rain, it was on the level of, like, quicksand fear. I was like, wait. You mean that there's a chance like it'll rain one of these nights and that it'll eat through our house? It'll eat through the car? It'll eat through me? I was terrified. Uh, it sounds terrifying. It's the just, name is it's bad marketing. Scare tactics, man. Yeah, That's what I do. I'm just I'm just gonna tactics, toss man. that out there. Quicksand is a pretty valid survival scenario. Yeah, quicksand's a myth. It's it's super easy. We've all survived in quicksand I, like time I, uh, and time again. When when I was a child, I lived in Halsey Valley. And I had a Beast Wars Transformer toy. Mm -hmm. And I went into my backyard where there was a pond and was hanging out by this pond. There was actual quicksand there. Yeah. Like literal quicksand. And I left my toy in it. I never found it again. <laughs> so, Mi Milky, so Milky is quicksand. Like various parts yeah. of Milky is straight up quicksand. Uh, I would is. I would almost say that Milky is worse than quicksand. <laughs> so, so true. Because it has it has quicksand don't, elements. But don't say has... that to me. Because one time John picked me up and head fucking upside down and dug me into the Milky, and I was stuck with my feet like a cartoon. I could have died. Oh, I had yeah, a I had Milky flung into my face, and I tried to wash it out of my eyes, and it did not come out of no, my eyes. No, it's just oil so, sand. It was, for, it was, for those it like who don't know, as children, we used to swim in the refuse of a gravel pit where all the silt and oil from the machines would be drained off into a cleaning pond. And To uh, be fair, it, we didn't It wasn't a cleaning pond. At, no, you just, knew that, but we didn't. There was, was a cleaning pond there, too. Well, they, they had a source of fresh water to clean everything off, and all the runoff would go into those silt oil muck basins. Into the field, that... off to so, the side. So yeah, it, it, became, right. it became almost a swamp where uh, there was like a layer of mud that started to build up. There was a layer of watery oil that stayed on the top, and you could like shift your feet around. It so, was essentially like quicksand. So I'll, pu I'll, pull, I'll, pull my, I'll pull my I was there first card. Let me pull. Do I have a Let card? Let him do it. Let me pull a card. Go ahead and do it. Pull Here's the card. Here's my card. We were right, about eight years old, nine years old, and Garrett, Caleb, and myself, I believe it was just the three of us, maybe Cat. No, because Catlin and Johnny didn't live nearby then, so they definitely weren't there. We were uh, riding four-wheelers out, and you know we worked in the fields, and then we would go and just kind of explore, and we used to travel the railroad tracks for fucking miles. We would just kind of get on the four-wheeler and go. Well, one time we found the back path. Uh, Ke Caleb had known of it for a while, but Garrett and I had never been on it. And it was that dirt road that led to the gravel pit. 
and we're going down it, we're going down it, we got yelled at by a bunch of construction workers, and they said, get out of here, and we went, we're just riding around, they said, get out of here, and we said, whatever, so of course, we went back later that evening, uh, it was a gravel pit, it was relatively fresh at that time, there was only two bodies of water, um, well, one body of water in Milky, the body of water was called Crystal, and then, the shitty pond area, we didn't have a name for it yet. We were swimming in it. And at that time, it was almost just like, you know, a little bit of water and then, you know, muddy muck sand. We'd played in that swamp behind my house a bunch, so we just thought it was more of that. As it evolved and the gravel pit got bigger and dug out more and they got the two ponds, the one that was literally crystal clear and the other one that was more like a natural pond, and then Milky became... The, the amount of like uh, dust and sand that built up because it was very fine grew and grew and grew. And it got to that point. Do you remember there was the one that was like a uh, pudding skin top that you would play on and then yeah. the part of Milky that was actually water sand and then you'd go over here. As that grew, the amount of like oil you could see on there got worse and the amount of like the water table that they were taking from the clean water got less so they dug them out bigger and it just evolved into like oh we're literally swimming in waste maybe yeah. not human waste but no waste. but there's hydraulic fluids and oh yeah you saw the rainbow shimmer you yeah. know that you see yeah. at a parking lot underneath a car that looks shitty um it was bad and we swam there for years and, and that's why could, uh, we know we can handle quicksand. Yeah, yeah, come on, I'm invincible. You could uh you could take the mud uh, or whatever it was and then like coat your body with it and then yeah. there were giant gravel mounds. It was so fun to like roll yourself around and, yeah, and be, be like, covered I'm like I'm like a rock golem. Yeah, I'm the thing. Yeah, that's what I Look would say. Look at me, I'm the thing. Uh, <laughs> we used to one of my favorite things even still one of my favorite like activities as a kid was climbing to the top of the fine gravel the real thin sand and you could pr i would pretend specifically that i was hulk from angie's yes. hulk you could jump as far as you wanted which wasn't that far but because of the slant it felt like you were in the air forever and just land with your feet and it gave with you and you slid and then you jumped again and then you land and you slid oh my god and then one time catlin climbed up on the conveyor belt that was like 30 oh. feet above it and did a backflip off it and we were all like oh, he can do anything so catlin made me do that one time no thank you i never went for that and the top of the the like the top layer had crusted over on the Ooh. pile because it had gotten wet yeah so i went to jump no. and i i hit and it 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 didn't give like it usually did <laughs> yeah. and it was just <laughs> and I lost my breath and was just like, that wasn't fun. That yeah. wasn't fun at all. And we always kept the four-wheelers relatively near wide because we got in trouble a lot there. We had people constantly come yell at us for playing in the construction zone. Yeah. Uh, my mom, when I took a shower when I got back from there, was like, what have you been doing? Well, so Franny loves to tell the story. The very first time Franny ever came to my house, we were living in that apartment across my grandma's. You remember, Charles? Uh, she came there and I was like, hey, I was going to go play with some friends because uh, Hannah and her were best friends. It's like, I was going to go play with my friends, Garrett and Hannah, and do this. And she's like, yeah, I'll go. So, all right, let's do it. So we drove down let's to Garrett's do house. We all got together. We went out on the railroad tracks. I showed her like where my old house was and Rubble Man. And we looked at the bridge where we got in trouble Rubble for throwing Man. rocks off the bridge. And then uh, I was like, let's go play. So me, Garrett, I think you were there, Lucas. It was. I, I was gonna say, I think I was there yeah. for this. Me, Garrett, Lucas, Hannah, Charlesy, and Franny. I think yeah. was the crew. 
and we took Franny there, and I was like, I even remember being like, listen, Franny, at this time, brand new started dating. You mm-hmm. don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. And she like went and played in it. She had a little bit of fun, whatever. Like she thought it was cool. She didn't go in as deep as like you remember. Garrett used to like pretend he was swimming in it. Yeah. His face was. Just, he was insane there. And he, then uh, he was ridiculous. He was. He, <laughs> he treated. He hurled. Like, he hurled a snowball of Milky at my face, splattered me, and I was like, "Ah, oh, my eyes! I can't he, see anything." He was, he was. I like to think I had. I don't. I don't think I ever had as much fun in my life as Garrett has had at Milky. I think that is like the the most I've ever seen that guy just be. Uh, aside from maybe drug induced things at like uh, mm-hmm. at like uh, what what's it called? Uh, grassroots. Grassroots. But anyways, yeah. we got home, and we were relatively clean, right? Of course, because you rinse off in the bodies of water. Mm-hmm. And we got home, and my mom sees the mud on it, and Franny went in, took a shower, and all that stuff. And she asked my mom if my mom had a bra because her bra was so caked down with just shit that it was like three times the weight over and like engorged in all of this gross nastiness and my mom scolded me yelled at me you don't take women you don't take ladies there that i don't even like you guys going there but keep that to your you little dirt bag she basically was just calling me a dirt truck over and over again yeah and she's like you don't take a girl there you don't do that and franny was like it's okay i had fun I was like, yeah, mom, don't, don't stifle me. I'm just trying, come on, this is my charisma here. Let me have this. And it was, and look, crazy. now her bra's padded. Now it's padded. That's why I did it. Even I more. I a little more. I like uh, to think the only reason we've to been it. together 15 years is because I showed her the real me from <laughs> the rip. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh. Back to the original segue. If I had to survive out in the oh, wilderness yeah, somewhere, sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think the Arctic is, honestly, depending on what kind of gear you have, probably one of the easiest ones because there's not a lot of wildlife that survives in the Ar- Arctic. You also condition. don't really stumble into an Arctic survival situation like you, <laughs> en- you, you enter it on purpose. Well, not, yeah. no, because it is possible that you're you uh, an insane snow and a car accident leads to you being unable to find where you came from where you were going unable to find the road your car is fucked up and you don't have a lot of shit on you but even then your actual like the 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 way you would be dressed the way you'd be prepared and all that you're more slightly more prepared than not not much but slightly i'm thinking i would want to do something uh i would say uh yeah the, the arctic is just so so easy like i would want forest but not jungle oh no 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 with the spiders and the snakes and the no 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 and the 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 other thing is like if you if you did a desert what i'm not scared of the weird fish dude there's weird fish there's piranhas and stuff yeah i'm just not gonna go in the water it's right there that's the choice that choice is easy there's like think about all the bacterias weird bacterias in the Jungle there's fucking, waters. There's fucking water snakes. Yeah, but why is the water the the land is so goddamn intimidating? You, you, have, you to, have to drink you have it. To drink water. Oh no no. Okay, yes, obviously, but drinking water does not put you at risk of piranhas. Uh, it does put you at risk of water snakes if you're coming up to the shore of crocodiles. a weird tropical. There's crocodiles. Most stuff lurks at the shore because yeah. that's where uh, that's where uh, prey comes. Dumb up. ass mammals. 
Yeah. I mean, so that's you're, yeah. you're the dumbass mammal. Yeah. And then you walk up and you're like, I'm going to drink some water. And then... Piranha sudden, bites you on the nose and you're done. Poison snake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I would spend... I could spend a week on my own. No, you know, if I only had what was on my persons at the time. If I was stranded in, like, coastal Pacific Northwest region. <laughs> Anywhere else, I'm... A couple Coronas. Gonna... <laughs> uh, give, me, give me full service. I want some three quesadillas. But if morning. I'm trapped in the desert or a jungle or anywhere where there are things that can kill me or it just the environment's going to kill me, I'm only lasting a couple days. I, th- realistically, if I'm in a desert, i got to find water and stuff. I'm going to drink a cactus. I'm gonna, I'll probably go out the second night. <laughs> not, not the juice from the cactus. He's no, gonna, I'll drink the, I'll drink drink the cactus. He's He's just, right, you just, you just stick a spigot right in the can- yeah. cactus. And it, then you're they like, call oh, it a spile, yeah, I think, when you get water shut out of up, a plant Lucas, like we're that. using humor to make fun yeah, of you. Yeah, okay? can you shut the fuck yeah, up? Yeah, shut up, Oh, sorry. I... W- of my own admission would be dead within 48 hours in that's what i'm saying situation. couple days I'm well done. like so for example this, the arctic one where he's like i drink a little bit to help my extremities while i'm trying to get warm and all that i'd be like i, I say this full-heartedly i would be like oh fuck i have a bottle of whiskey right here um i don't know where anyone is or how to get to anyone and i'm in the wilderness i'm probably chugging that bottle of whiskey and just having a good night till i die like i'll, I'll die before i wake up the the drunkenness will make this a fun experience to go out on i'd probably howl for some wolves <laughs> i'd be like it i want somebody to take me out no i do not want a bunch of wolves to just i don't me i don't think that they like men. i'd fight them i think that they might like children where they're yeah. like oh this thing is helpless yeah. if if you're like i'm they're, gonna they're like priests yeah you're like yeah exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, they, wolves are like priests. Everyone knows that. They're, they're predators. Yeah. They like children. Yeah. They don't like men. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't want an animal to take me out is the big thing, and I am totally fine succumbing to illness and or, like, the, 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 the climate. Because um, like, yeah, when I was a kid uh, and I would get, like, severely sick, I would just... I would just not drink, remember? I went to the hospital many yeah. times for dehydration. I was like, I'm good. You know what? This flu... It can have me. Like, I, I would do that in the wild. I would just be like, ah, shit, this is really scary, and I'm a little cold. Glug, 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 glug. Take me, Jesus. And I'd just lay down. I'd be like, I'm good. I, I remember when, when My Caleb will had... to live is very low, which isn't, <laughs> like, it doesn't bode well for my fisherman theory you're about to hear about, but just bear with me. Okay. I just remember one time when I was with Caleb, we went to San Diego on vacation, and we were just had our skateboards in our backpacks. Wow, real Caleb heavy uh, podcast today. This, yeah. this is all for him. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were sleeping on the beach or wherever we could find this place at night. And uh, we were pretty tired. I think it was like the second or third day we were there. We went to a different beach, a new beach, uh, during the day. And we built a sand couch and stuff. And uh, we ended up just chilling there, fell asleep. For like six hours just in the, the sun, California like sun, no Ooh. shade. Ooh. Woke up, the worst sunburn I ever have been. Like Did either lips, of you blister? Oh, our lips were blistering. Like our it was so bad, and we immediately went and got a, a motel room. And if if six hours in Southern California beach did that, and I'm in the <laughs> desert. 
I'm not lasting much longer Lucas than is that. in the middle of the Sahara, and he's like, I'm just going to take a quick five. I'm just going to take one <laughs> Totally cool. A little siesta. Tr- trust me, I'm really going to grind for that watering hole after this, but I just need this. <laughs> and then he looks like the grandma on SpongeBob who wants the chocolate. He's just sitting there all, like, shriveled up. What? <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to go on a brief uh, hiatus, a little siesta here in just a minute. First break, all right? Alright, if you boys are ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. And we're back. We're back and better than ever. Uh, I don't remember where we left off. Or if it mattered. It might not have mattered. Uh, we are about to launch into your old man fisherman speech. Right. I like that you put old man on it, because that's not part of it. But it is part of it. But it's not part of it. But it is part of but it. But it is part of it. So it's actually... Okay, Here's let's set the scene, right? So Charles... Uh, works a really shitty job that he'll defend to the end because when it's shitty, it's shitty, but when it's not, it's not. We love that about him. He's a good guy. But uh, one day uh, you were going off about how how super, this was like two weeks ago. This wasn't the most recent one. It was the one before that because it happens a lot. You were going off about how stressed you were and you need some time and like that happens for everyone. We work a lot of really shitty jobs around here. It's it's needed to to take some time to to, to come out of that, right? So... I, I was thinking I was thinking to myself, and there is one person whose name I will not drop because we are doing so much better about not dropping full names on this here podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who comes to mind immediately? It's a friend from except, except for the last one, right? Right, but we, you know, Lucas fucked it up, so it's fine. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he really. Fucked so, it up. Um, <coughs> what, what, what? He he's the inspiration behind all this. But I I've got a new. I, I joked earlier about my will to live being low, and that's kind of uh, exemplary here, actually. Um, I've got a new lease on life, a new outlook that that I think uh, could help could help people like Charles. And by that, I mean not at all. He'll completely disregard it, just like we all should. Don't take anyone's advice. It's fine. But um, I think it was on like two episodes ago I went off about how I hate catch line advice anyways, so... It doesn't make sense that I'm giving life advice in any capacity, but yeah. Well, let's hear it though. Yeah, whatever. It's 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 my philosophy. So here's the philosophy, right? And feel free to ask questions as we evolve this. This is relatively new in my in my in my persona. So we all know someone who is really really into fishing. Now there's a catch here. This is where we kept getting caught up because we were talking about this in our in our text chat together, where you guys were using the more tropey gimmicky sides of it and that's not i don't want to go into that this is not someone who fetishizes their yeah right the gone fishing stuff (laughs) this is not someone who fetishizes their hobby and makes it their personality that's not what i'm talking about that's why i use fishing people who fish as the specific example not people who blank other pastime People that fish, like the really diehard naturalists, so they're usually people that are super into like creekside fishing, pond fishing, lake fishing. Obviously, they like the more extreme versions and catching the big game, but they're right. the kind of people. Unless who, they're in that salt life. Right, right. They're the kind of people who, on their free time, if the circumstance allows it, would rather go for a walk to the water, any any water source, 
and cast the line. Whether they catch something or not, it's still a good night for them. Whether they eat it or not, it's still a good night for them. Well, you know, because some people just like to do the pictures and, and upload it and all that stuff. And whether or not people are there or not, it's still a good time. And this is where it gets really important about the type of fisherman. So, again, not going to say his name, but the guy I'm thinking of in specific that kind of spurned all this is like, your entire day is a means to an end, right? Like work day, work day specifically, not, not life. I'm not trying to get all nihilist. I'm not a nihilist. But your, your entire work day is a mean. I'm not. We talked about this in the <laughs> I'm not a nihilist. Um, I mean. <laughs> your entire work day is a means to an end. Now, obviously, I've got incredible anti-capitalistic tendencies to me, so I fucking hate literally anything relating to your nine to five not anything i guess i should say but you know the ones that we all end up getting stuck in um you're just trying to get a your paycheck and b your sanity to last the eight hours ten hours whatever it is that is required of you some people more sporadic like our friends that work uh, uh more blue collar jobs and you know construction can go from hey, you got there late and you left early to you got there early and you left really late. You know, there's not yeah. really a ton of rigidity there. Um, but these kinds of people, the work, I, I, I don't know if you guys know someone like this, but the, 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 the work that they're doing, the conversations they're having, it's almost like they're existing in a bubble, like an entirely, like on its own. And everything that comes at the end of the day is just something to look forward to. And, and, I really want to say his name, but I'm not going to. But it's like all the stresses you perceive. It's not that it's this is where Charles was getting distracted. It's not that you have a date to fish today. That's not what it's about at all. It's just that you know when 4 p.m. hits or 3 p.m. or 5 p.m., whatever your work schedule is, when that hits and then the rest of the day is yours, it is free game. It's not scheduled. So if you are like, oh, man, it's a beautiful night. I'm going to go fishing you go fishing. If someone's like, what are you doing tonight? And you're like, I was thinking of doing this. And they say, oh, well, I'd like you to come with me to do this. You go and do that with them. Or if they're like, hey, can I come out with you fishing? They go out with you fishing. Like the fluidity of your leisure for people, that, for, for the fishermen, quote unquote, the, the, the leisure time in their life is purely pleasure for them whether it's with them, people by themselves doing the hobby they love or doing something with someone else. It is always, it's just, I've met a few people like this and it's always just like the most free form embrace of personal time, right? Cause, mm -hmm. cause, cause we don't embrace our personal time. We force it. I had a really shitty blank. So guess what? Mother effer. I'm going to do this for me or I'm going to, uh, uh, my girlfriend or my friend had a really shitty time. So I'm going to do this for them. It is always very rigid with how we project our need for sleep, for relaxation, for games, for catch up on a movie or a book, uh, for that fancy meal I've been meaning to cook. Like we, we really we need we, to do that. We need it. We want it. We control it. And these people, this philosophy, this lifestyle is just very like, now that I've done my due diligence in my responsibilities, the things we all have to do, now everything's open for pure pleasure. The thing that I want to love to, or the thing that I love to do, not want to do, because want is what quickly turns into need, which quickly turns into something more controlled. It's yeah. the pleasure that I like to do. Something's coming my way that feels good, whether it be with someone by myself, blah, 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 blah like I already said. It's the fisherman mentality. I've, I don't know if you know anyone like that. I know, I know a few people like that. I know exactly. I know what you're talking about. Right? Uh, I, maybe there's better terminology. <clears throat> there, are those, there are those people that know about 
all of the bullshit in the world, they know, but they they go through life as if it doesn't matter because I guess in the end of the day it doesn't. Because well, hold like, on, no, don't start. That's a nihilist tagline right there. Get a tattooed on your bicep. No, no, no. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's not that it doesn't matter, but it's that they they don't have to think about it while they're right. doing this. They thing. can allow that to exist while also finding peace right. and pleasure in them their own desires. And oh man, I'm so jealous of people like that. Sometimes right, uh, it's because... not something we can just flip a switch. Like you can't right. just get home from work and be like, "And well, that's behind me." I don't do that either. I bring so, shit home all so the time. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, toss in. That was my lifestyle at a at a certain time po- uh, period. Like when I was in my early twenties, I would be like, "All right, I'm getting out of work at eleven o'clock tonight. Uh, get home, find out what's going on." Uh, like as soon as I got well, home, people right. would be like. All right, uh, hey man, I'm going out to the bars tonight, and I'd be like, "Well, then I'm going out to the bars." So, tonight. so here's the th- and- here's the catch, though. Reckless abandonment is not a part of this philosophy at all. It's, <laughs> rec- it's, reckless it's, abandonment was a part of that philosophy. I, for I, me, I, I know, I, yeah. But but I also felt the relaxation of it, like yeah, uh, the freedom. I, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like it. It wasn't like I feel now, where like when I get out of work. Uh, I'm like, well, I have this pocket of time where I can do this, 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 and this. Yeah. Uh, there's a certain amount of that time that I've sectioned off to do dishes. A uh, certain amount of that time that I've sectioned off to do a podcast with my friends where I'm scheduling things. Uh, in that time period, I was pretty relaxed about uh, just getting out of work and being like, let's see where the night takes me. Yeah. Waking up in the morning and being like, let's see where the day takes me. Well, uh, see, so that's uh, yes, I it, that sort I of had, freedom. I had is, less obligations, but that that's where the catch is. This does not absolve you of all of your responsibilities and or all of your quality. Like you're still going to do really good at your job. These people generally do. You're still going to do right by your significant others and friends, and you're still going to do right by your own personal duties. Your dishes, your laundry, your fix the thing that fucking broke at the house because goddamn it, something's broke every other day. Yeah. Um, like that shit still exists. It's it's the it's the way that you do those things, right? So like, it, it's like when I get home, for example. Now this is something Franny and I contest on big time because she is a scheduler. Everything is like. Like, we're sitting on the couch at 7.30 in the morning, right, when I'm working from home, and she's like, okay, I got to get off the couch at 8 because I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to do that. I'm like, yeah, you do have to do all this stuff, but, like, why at 8? Don't get me wrong. This is coming from someone who needs to set a timeline or he won't do anything, so it's kind of the yeah. other side. It's the other side of the coin, right? I don't pre-plan everything and live by that. I specifically set a momentary thing because otherwise I won't touch it. So it's a little different, but really what I'm saying is, like, Yes, all that stuff needs to be done, and you need to be driven enough to do that. I do think, um, and oh, and here's the other, well, there's another, we'll get there in a minute. Remind me, work, and put it in quotes when you remind me of it. Um, There is still an entire, it's important that it's in quotes. Um, There is still the whole side of it that is, you have to be functioning. You can't just blow shit off to have fun. The the leisure part of the argument is not leisure in the sense of like, debauchery it's not leisure in the sense of neglect it's leisure in the sense of of calm peacefulness it's leisure in the sense of like because yeah shit is annoying and tedious and boring as fuck and there's stuff we all have to do whether it's an obligation to someone else or ourselves like yeah obviously but it doesn't mean it has to be done in a stressful time-based task-based manner like when i'm doing laundry it's because it occurred to me 
holy shit, like I need clothes, obviously. I've got a lot of shit going on around the house right now. I need to do this. So it's more of like a, I walk down, I put it in, I switch the laundry, I carry it up, and then it's done. It's not like I have five minutes to do this task so that I have another task in five minutes. And what that coincides with is I do a load of laundry while I'm playing a game of Call of Duty, and maybe I throw something in the microwave for lunch, and I see what the dogs... It's a very fluid action not a very controlled action, which means stuff does get left behind, but you have to still hold yourself accountable to more. To get it done. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, those people that, that, that th- these fishermen, if you that, will. The fishermen's the, the, the catalyst for the philosophy. Right, we're, right. We're if working you will, on we'll, it. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll go with fishermen, but yeah, yeah. Uh, these fishermen, uh, the only thing that's scheduled about their life is usually their sleep schedule. Yes. So, uh, yeah. And, and that is what I deem to be arguably the most important things in our lives. Right. And they're the type sleep. of people that... I've known a few of these people. Uh, Matt Cass- they, uh Well, no, we, we said Matt Kassenuber's name a ton on here, so I'm happy to say. At one point in time, not always, that man is an enigma, but at yeah. one point in his time, he was this guy. He was, he was such a fucking, like... He got shit done, but he also just did what made him happy never-endingly while also thinking about you. He was a fluid man for a few years. Uh, and and what it is is that you don't stop doing it. And I think Dude, I think a, a huge thing about our it's just our world, not even our society, just the world, is with technology and things like TikTok. Convenience know, has killed us. Convenience has killed us, and also uh, it has weeded out the addictive personalities that don't get sucked into like you know, scrolling through Facebook for an hour and a half without realizing that it's yeah. been an hour and a half. And yeah. and, well, and the people that generally do that aren't as connected to the technology, yeah. I think. Right. <laughs> well, so so I don't know if that's necessarily true because uh, I'm, I'm definitely a scheduler. Like, I, I set myself time periods where I do this and this and this. Yeah. Uh, sometimes oh, no, you just... were the catalyst for this whole philosophy, like, quite literally. Yeah, so, sometimes I'm like a... So I get out of work at five tonight. I don't have anything scheduled. I'm going to read my book for maybe an hour. I'm going to watch some shows. Uh, I'm scheduling this time period for yeah. me to be comfortable. Do this. I am definitely not a phone dude. Like I'm definitely not. A oh, no. That was just. A, yeah, that was, was just, just an, an example. example. Yeah. He's not saying all people well, who are rigid. Well, do I'm, this kind of, yeah. I'm just saying that there's a there's a whole nother aspect of it. Like uh, yeah. I spend a lot of time with Allie uh, and we'll hang out and watch a show and she'll be like, whip out her phone take a yeah. look put it away we'll watch the that's show. the kind another, of guy, another I'm like her like that another every five minutes, minutes another two yeah. minutes will go by she'll whip out her phone and be like google something real quick put it away uh, yeah she'll like swipe through facebook real quick yeah i do not do that at all like yeah. when my when i'm at home i only look at my phone really to text the two of you dudes and also to text will uh I don't really look at my phone. I don't scroll through social media. I have my phone to the side almost the entire night. I will read a book. I'll watch something. I'm present in the things that I do yeah. the entire time I'm doing them. Yeah. I, I do schedule them, but uh, I, I like to think that there's a heavier relaxation in not being connected to technology. Yeah, I mean... That, I, yeah, that's kind of the point I yeah. was trying for, to make. For yeah. me. For <coughs> yeah, yeah, me, yeah. that's how it feels. Uh, I, and, I think and it's that relaxing that... to me to, like, 
I think that the people that don't give credit to, and I'm not using this as a knock to you, Charles, because this can sound like a knock to you and it is not. I don't think people... I think people undervalue the amount that just entertainment as a whole has taken our lives and overvalue social media. Like, our addiction to the new show, game, book, or comic, or whatever that came out is dramatically worse than just seeing what my cousin put up for they they for dinner. In my opinion, if you're like... I am watching 10 shows and I have to stay fucking up to date and there's a new game coming out and I have to play it because it's the new game by the guy I like and there's a new album and I have to listen to it. I think that personally, this is just a personal take, is so much worse. Is so much worse. It's actually what I'm trying to break myself out of right now because over the winter when I wasn't working, especially when I was down with the broken rib. Oh yeah, that was a big one. That was like six weeks of... A big time. 13 of, broken ribs. Yeah. Binge watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I would binge watch, and Ooh. like, yeah. it's hard to get out of that because, like you said, like, there's this whole. I, I have an addictive personality. It's a compulsion. General. It's a compulsion, and it, yeah, uh, it's it's so tough because I want to be the fisherman, and right, some days, some just, days yeah. I get it. Yeah. Some days I get it, and I'm like, yes, I want this to be my life all the time. Yeah, but. For the most part, I'm usually distracted or uh, other. Oh. <laughs> she never. She's never around. It was cute. Um, no, I, but I agree full heartedly because like there, there's a difference between consuming for leisure and consuming out of compulsion. And I think right. 90% of people consume out of compulsion and just treat it like it's their. Oh, this is this is my release. This is my escape. This is my whatever. It's like no, you have a in my opinion, of course, you have a problem. There is no need to do literally any of that. It's a want, and we want, of course, I want tons of shit. I do a lot of shit that's harmful to me, and I want it, and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop anytime soon. But to act like it's it's a natural, healthy thing to never-endingly consume entertainment and media is something that people just kind of write off as, like, normal. And it's not. I I have a... I have a weird compulsion that is not just absorbing certain sorts of media. It's almost like a like a compulsion to absorb story and also to learn things and also to constantly have like a But well there's a catch to that, right? Cuz it's the story but, and learn but that's of the what, thing that's what specifically I, that you're like you know, your claws are in. That's like learning I, about Game of Thrones means nothing in your life. It does very clearly. You love it and you should love it. It's an fucking phenomenal. Sure, but it doesn't but also, mean anything. But also reading a book and, like, flipping the next page yeah. and absorbing, like, sentence structure. Yeah. Learning about, like, a specific type of writing. Those things, to me, uh, when I'm mentally engaged, are relaxing. Yeah. When I'm not mentally engaged, uh, to me, that's the antithesis of relaxation. Well, so that's I, what I'm where saying. Where I feel a little bit more stressed out. That's what I I'm like saying is that. Things. Like, to, to, certain mental, uh, to certain mental archetypes, uh, I would say that relaxation is relaxing to certain other mental archetypes uh and i'm like somewhere in the middle of this but like a good example would be Allie. uh she likes to do a lot of house chores it makes her feel more relaxed when things are done Mm -hmm. to me i don't enjoy that uh i enjoy having my pocket of time where i'm reading a book uh that makes me feel like i'm doing something and also feel relaxed she has to feel like she's accomplishing something 
and also feel relaxed well, so that's, in order to feel That's relaxed. what I was saying with the work thing in quotations. So this is a good time to bring back the work in quotations part of it. First off, for very, very few people, like mostly none, relaxation does not mean doing nothing. Like that doesn't exist. No one does nothing to relax. They watch the guilty pleasure. They listen to the thing they love. They uh, uh, engage in whatever. Um, for very few people, it's sitting in an empty silent room. Like you have to be engaged and stimulated. So my other theory, this is a theory about why fishing people are the way they are, is because fishing, even the part that's doing nothing, is like a very primitive engagement in work you are you are you are working for something whether that something is actually going to benefit you with a meal or just something to look at or nothing at all you're doing something i think we need to be doing something at all times for sure um you 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 know there's a reason why people like are like take up a hobby like carving or take up like learn how to fix your car or learn how to fucking whatever we need to be working as as, as all sentient right. life works to survive so it's we a, need to be engaged a hundred percent it's about what makes your mind feel accomplished, I think. Uh, and individually... And that's where I think... That's where I disagree. That's a hard disagree that, with this. Well, well. so I also... Uh, on the other half of the extreme, uh, I have a boss that works uh, from very early in the morning and mm -hmm. then works straight until the end of the workday. And then when he gets home, he's focused on work. He's thinking yeah. about work. He doesn't engage in family activities. Yeah. He will pocket himself away from his family. Mm -hmm just to focus on work tasks and to him uh that's what makes him feel i don't think it makes him feel relaxed right but i think it makes him feel accomplished and i've so talked to him about that and i've said dude i feel like that's really unhealthy yeah. uh your so, relationship your relationship with work is obsessive and i'll take he's this like, he's like well that doesn't matter to me that you yeah. feel like that because that's just how i am yeah that's, that's his that's... nature a perfect segue is that doesn't matter to him and a big part of this is perception yeah 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 uh, is like how so you how what what filter you see the world through mm -hmm. and i think uh, a lot of those things that are relaxing pe to people uh it's not you know it is an activity like fishing for example like mm -hmm. you know you've got to check your line these are things and the it's more you do it yeah. The more you do it, the more you can subconsciously just go through the motions of it. Mm -hmm. And in that time, you're reflecting. You're yeah. able to actually oh, think he's... and process. Dude, he's going to win the dating game again right now. He's talking <laughs> to me, dude. He's saying and I, I see it with, I see it, I think, I'm most with the, the younger game. generation. <laughs> yeah, right. um, you know, the 15-year-old the stepsons of, of our oh, world. No, stepdad. Uh, if, if you know what I mean, when you, when you allow those children to s step away from the stuff that they are just, you know, compelled to do, mm -hmm. uh, they might even do something that's not that strenuous, but mm -hmm. you see them relax. Like you see yeah. somebody else relax. Well, so that's and, what, Ugh. and then they come away from it with, with, they have developed their thoughts. Yeah. They have expanded on certain thoughts. They've they have expanded on their pers their perspective in a way that that makes them think differently about something because they've allowed that time to reflect. That's what I'm saying, and I was just about to say it uh, to Charles. Accomplishments does not mean progress and completion. Like right. we are so obsessed with it, accomplishing a task Th that doesn't 
exist first off nothing's ever done right nothing to, to right. quote dr manhattan nothing ever ends your dishes are going to be done again your laundry's going to be done again your work's going to keep going on your stuff's going to break you're going to fix new things like nothing ever ends so accomplishment is not relaxation in any in any in any ideology present it's not relaxation accomplishment I, 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 it does is, make you feel good it though. makes you feel good and it's gratification which is what we're obsessed with which is kind of what i was talking about with entertainment I feeling wasn't, good I wasn't, is I not wasn't a need a, I wasn't asserting that accomplishment. No, no, no. Is... I know. I, it's a we're, we're, it's it's something that spurns a new conversation. I'm not. Again, none of this is an, an attack on any three of us as we kind of work through each other's interpretation of this. I I think we're everyone is obsessed with feeling good and feeling just and feeling in the right. It's okay to exist. This is why I say it, <laughs> this is why I say it's not nihilism. Existence is good i mean obviously that's a privileged stance where we live in a cool place but i'm I'm saying in in terms of this philosophy just going through the paces taking another step not necessarily forward because again it's always resetting but taking that step and moving that's that's accomplishment that's relaxation that's progress and that's good feelings like we're so obsessed with the actual like the quantifiable we really want, I need completion on most things. Mm-hmm. That That's where I think this all falls apart. The people who take work home, it's because they're trying to solve a very specific task that they think when they reach the end of that road, they're going to be solved, even though they'll have the next task at their... So instead of learning that the way they got there was the actual... Even though that's technically not solving it, the way they got there was the enlightenment. They're like, I fucking solved the question. It's like, you didn't need to solve it. That's that's like that for some folks. For me, uh, I would say the... That's like that uh, for no folks, as far as the people I know. The, the antithesis of, uh, of all of that is that contemplation is the action for me. I'm always contemplating. I contemplate, like, I contemplate the minuscule. I uh, contemplate uh, the macro. Like, everything that yeah. is going on, I'm always contemplating to the point where when I go to bed at night... I lay in bed and I'll take a melatonin. I'm starting to fall asleep. And all of a sudden a thought will occur in my brain where I'm contemplating that thought. Uh, I have so much time for contemplation. Everything that I do, I'm contemplating. And that to me is not relaxing. No, no, I would. But also, but also I can never stop. It's satisfaction, right? Because it's what you do. I think we are. I guess the core of this is I, I think I we're capable a... of overcoming our own nature. I personally yeah. believe we are. Not easily and not without help. I do not believe it's just going to, I'll discipline. wake up one day and not be depressed. Like, no, of course that's not going to fucking happen. But I I, I think agree. that's where this whole, this whole mindfulness movement and like, you know, like with meditation, what I learned about meditation is not that Bro, you we're sit. We're so it's such a deep dive today. Today's been just it, so, it really just is. But dives, these things man. matter to me. I think not about you, Charles. These things he dove deeper. That's contemplate just a, a lot. Uh, that contemplation mind, where you're, the gears are always turning. Meditation is you practicing stopping uh, that. Stopping that. And what you use meditation for is an it's a conditioning exercise. You condition your body to get used to being able to stop that. So meditation is a very active thing. It's not like having a cigarette. You don't go, I got to go meditate for 30 minutes so I can think again. 
that the point of meditating is so that you don't have Dude, you to meditate me, anymore. You gotta have me. I need you to have me right now. <laughs> like, that's what it is, is eventually you just, you're always meditating because you are, you're, you're disciplining and conditioning your patterns of behavior so that you can think properly. It's worth noting all of this is easier said than done. Absolutely oh, none yeah. of this is like fucking wake up and figure your shit. Obviously, we're idiots as well. I just want to say that I'm not like... You're doing it wrong, I just for the record. Right. I, I tell myself that a, I'm doing it wrong the all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm I I beat my the half the reason I don't do shit is cuz I'm convincing myself I'm not capable of it. So like I right. got my own shit to work. I'm trying to become <laughs> I no, I'm trying to become the fisherman. Like I'm working so Me hard too. to head in that direction. I have loved this fisherman theory dude. so much because sure. these are things I think about all the time. Uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with these things conceptually, and I've I've had a lot of conversations with both of you in different times. You never where call us anymore. Where we're conscious thinkers and we're not unconscious thinkers. Right. A lot of the time, it's it's very easy to talk about practicing unconscious thought and also thought patterns, and actually training that habit is a lot different of an exercise. And oh yeah. When you're oh, talking yeah. to people. When you're talking pe to people actively in a conversation is when you see it the most often. When you're talking about your thoughts, especially like your gripes, uh, when you're good friends like the three of us are, you talk about those things uh, consciously and think about them. And then it's easy to exercise yourself out of those habits, yeah. uh, especially when I'm having conversations with the two of you gentlemen. Yeah. I do that pretty often. I talk about my conscious gripes about work. I talk yeah. about my conscious gripes about my day. When I'm... Uh, more of an unconscious thinker in my own day and I'm doing the things that are to me my relaxation activities that becomes a more unconscious thought process it doesn't always mean that I'm as relaxed as I could be yeah. but I'll say that it's it's just easy to put those things into concept than it is into practice for sure. I mean I have the, I have the opposite problem you actively do stuff when you're attempting relaxation like you're like like you said you you like to plan out the story that you're ingesting and all that i'm the opposite i sit there and i go like i want to relax but what does that mean i i want to yeah. play a game i launch it and i immediately alt f4 out of it like no fuck that and i yeah. i start an anime that i've been meaning to watch forever and i just like no this isn't like i have the exact opposite issue where nothing feels like the right thing so yes. i'm actually trying to work coming you know we're working from different angles uh, yeah. uh, on the same overall attempt, and uh, gr granted, I haven't gotten any better at this. Just just a few days ago, I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" And w or no, why am I not doing anything? Was actually yeah. what was happening. Even the shit I love, so it's it's weird, you know. It's it's you know coming at this thing from coming coming in both holes, you know. I can relate yeah. to that, Kevin, because oh, I went yeah. to. <laughs> I know all about that. Sorry, I, I didn't. Sorry. I honestly thought you guys would be so in thought that you would just let that, you know, kind of. No, you're you're coming in it from both holes. Right. I would say that uh, I'm trying harder to be uh, to be unconscious while I'm idle. Yeah. And you guys seem like you're conscious while you're idle. I'm trying and to right. become subconscious while not. active. I'm trying to become. I'm trying to make the natural actions of my body something I enjoy happen happen at a pace of their own i'm trying to not force it like i said yeah. i try to force a movie and i fail i try to force <clears> a game and i fail i'm trying to get to a point where the comfort in allowing my 
mind, body, and soul to just do something happens at the pace that it's deemed. And that, it actually, for me, happens, which is the opposite of, of you, it happens way more often with chores. I don't do chores for like a week, and then all of a sudden, one day, it's just subconscious for me to spend two or three hours, I'm going to pick up, I'm going to do this, I'm going to laundry, I'm going to dishes, I'm going to prep day. And then it's over, and I felt, I feel good, I feel like calm, and it doesn't happen again for a few days. Whereas when I'm trying to actively relax and engage <laughs> in entertainment, I'm just like, this ain't fucking working. I don't know. What, I can't do anything. It, 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 I, I, I don't know right. how to fix what I'm saying. Yeah, I, just, It's like I'm when I went... Flopped. Yeah, we're when flipped. I went to, we're flipped. Uh, hey, we're 69ing right now, and you're, you're the one and I'm the other. He's you know? splitting the difference. Now you is what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if when we I went to Greece, I had that. What would we be? <laughs> yeah, you know? I'll let you pick your own questions for your... I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had the same feeling in Greece. I was in one of the most beautiful places in the world Yeah. Uh, with yeah, some the of the best cuisine oh out there, and there were still times where I was like, why am I... Why don't I feel relaxed? Like, yeah. why, why is this... Why can't I engage in leisure? I'm trying. Right. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> so hard yeah, that it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And it happens for me... Well, actually, at the start of all this, like, I succeeded. Remember I talked at the start of the last podcast about my, my couch day? Like, that day was exactly what I'm talking about now. Things happened how I need them. I made myself dinner. I was watching the stupid shit I like on YouTube. I was listening to the stupid music I like, and it just happened. And I don't know how to get that. That's the kind of, that was like the fishing experiment. When these, I've been out fishing with a couple of these people and they're just like, oh my God, they're in Zen. Like they're meditating. They're comfy. They're happy. They're not smiling and laughing. They're just so goddamn in the zone. And I'm like, how do I get there? How do I be that present? Because yeah. we're not. Like Charles said, he's very contemplative. And I'm not. I'm the opposite unless we're in conversation. How do we get to that point where it balances out? Where's the equilibrium of just existence? Like just letting <laughs> it be. You know, to quote uh, 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 the Beatles. Which we know we you love so much. I love the big. Fan. I know how much yeah, you love big the Beatles. Fan, big fan, can't oh, can't stop. Oh, uh, uh, I hate you. I say you the, know? <laughs> love it. I say the uh, the obvious answer: sex with each other. So we true. all are. No, we're all having hey, sex with each no, other. No, let tension? it be. The song is "Let It Be." Yeah, they, they don't have a. It's let it be inside no, me. Is, let, it be. Is, yeah, let it be. Yeah, let it be. Why yeah. don't we do it yeah. in the road? Yeah. Yeah. That's, there we go. That's Stroking a sexy one. my erections. Let it be. That's how it oh. goes. Yeah. <laughs> let it be now inside mentioned. me. Let it be. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole song. Well, right? we just... Oh, dude, is there a knife down. around here? We don't have I the right. We're going to get sued. Right now. We're get just... sued so hard. No, it's parody laws. Weird Al ain't coming after me. Okay, okay. You're, you're making me blush. Yeah, <laughs> Should should I do? Well, a no. Break? Yes. So we're gonna do a close breaker. I just want to ask uh, uh, two two follow up questions. Uh, one to Lucas. One to Charles. Uh, Lucas, are you sold? Slash. Obviously, you've expounded on the fisherman theory. Oh, I'm sold. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's what I've been striving for for the past two years since yeah. my divorce. Yeah. Yeah. But but I don't have a heartbreak now. I look like the weirdo. Oh. Ah, he's had tragedy, guys. Yeah. I wanted it while I was married, but <laughs> I, I thought I had it. It wasn't there. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're you yada yada. 
and and Charles. Uh, so so we made lots in the group chat. Lots of oh, you mean this? Though we made the joke about the gone fishing thing. Does this clear up why I was correcting those? Does this make sense? Does it make yeah. sense? No, of course it okay. does. Okay, of course it makes sense. I'm working yeah. on it. I'm gonna evolve it. It's gonna be. Did I miss something in the group chat? Is that what you guys are saying? No, no, no. Remember, remember when this very first came up and we made I the jokes. I didn't think you did until now. Yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> either. We made the jokes about like, oh, you mean you're definitely going fishing after work today, or oh, you mean uh, uh, you're you're blowing off plans to fish, or I don't remember the entire chat thread, but it was constantly things about like how the fishing is not the important part. The right. planning of the fishing is not the important part. It's the way that those people handle their most beloved hobby. They handle it naturally, not forced. That's what it's yeah. all about. No, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, hey, thanks, thanks for hearing me out. I thought Anytime, it was wonderful. Buddy. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, close. Let's break, break this close yeah, down. Let, oh my god, this guy's on fire tonight. All right, so. Uh, just on Sunday, I went out to brunch with Allie. Yes. Ooh, oh, the uh, food looked incredible. And it did. I got I got some phenomenal food, and I got a phenomenal brunch drink. Uh, huh. Let's hear what your favorite brunch food is, and also your favorite brunch drink. Be- before I answer, before anybody answers, was there gravy on your food for brunch? <laughs> No, right. So, uh, so we said we were gonna come no, back. We're to gonna. It, hey, hold on. My <laughs> podcast thoughts. Remember the podcast thoughts. We're coming back to gravy. Don't you worry. Yeah, uh, Jerry's Corner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Jerry's Corner. Um, can I just say, just to bring it, you know, full circle, it. Mm-hmm. What is Easter known for? Gravy. Oh. No Easter gravy. brunch. No, oh, you know, oh. Easter brunch. Like Sunday Sunday morning brunch. It's Easter brunch. Like you can go to any restaurant and there's Easter brunch. Like, wait, why would you say Oh my god, I hate this. I hate it here. Um All right, Charles, please lead it off like you do. Alright, so uh when I went to brunch, I looked through the menu. I saw uh sausage gravy oh. with with biscuits, oh. and then they would throw an egg on top of there. Oh. That was that was right up there towards like, the Like top. a sunny side up? Like a fried egg? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then they also had um, a lobster croissant, which I was like, ooh, that's the fancy mm. brunch option. Right. But I went with a avocado avocado toast with poached eggs. There's oh. something about... There's so, something about poached Dude. eggs that I find really fun. I just, I just love slicing through them, watching them burst. You know what it is? Like, oh, to me, you know what it is? You may relate. My least favorite thing in egg consumption is when you get a fried egg, an over easy, an over medium, a sunny side, and it's that goopy white mess. It's the, it's the clear egg that didn't get set. Poached eggs set all the white, but keep the supple nature of a soft egg. And then the ooze, of course, obviously, is the ooze. I, we all I love, love that. And there's yeah. something... It it almost looks like art when you like see an egg oh, yeah. like perfectly there and you just cut oh, right into dude, it. Dude, and it listen. Sh- you want to talk? You want to talk food porn? Yeah. F- first off, food is art. I am a big food guy. Especially Everyone the way we that. cook it these days. Oh, so true. Absolutely. And uh, when they do the 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 thirst traps of food on the fa- on the internet videos where they like cut a sandwich in half, open it, and that egg Always is in there, and the it just egg. starts. Yeah. Oh yep. come on! On like I a just, burger. Uh, I just I just loved eating that egg and just cutting right into it and just uh, watching it kind of like see I loved you loving eating that. That's really doing it for me. And then my favorite brunch drink got to be a bloody mary. Oh wait, wait, wait. So, real quick, is your favorite brunch food avocado toast and an egg? 
Uh, it's anything with poached egg. Okay, so the egg is the best, and then when you add it to a dish, it's just I, elevated. I would say if okay. I were to put together my ideal brunch food, I would put uh, Well, hold on. You wouldn't say you ask, so you have to say. It's, it's the uh, prompt. Biscuits with sausage gravy, oh. poached egg on top, you cut it open, seeps over the gravy onto the biscuits mm, and the stop. sausage gravy. You don't know what you're doing to me, guy. And, and that's it for me for a breakfast food. Uh, a brunch food and then bloody mary of course a classic a bloody mary and i love it i love it a little bit spicy okay i love it i was gonna ask big fan i love it somewhat strong a little bit spicy i like to now i i typically avoid salty foods i like it a little bit salty throughout and i like it with some shrimp Ooh, oh okay i love that and, i love and, it. And I you know what else well i love I, it decorated I love a, bloody mary I, so I, yeah, exactly yeah, I, I like it with this I love it with the celery sticking yeah. out. Sometimes like, they do the you, bacon on a on a skewer uh-huh. and the stick. Yeah, no, I'm a big you, fan of it. You decade. get me a good you get me a good ornamental Bloody Mary. That's the idea. I'm, a, I'm gonna let yeah, Lucas right, right. answer first, but I will just say the only thing with Bloody Marys, and I always forget, is I don't want the horseradish in it. I want them spicy. I like when they do crushed red pepper. Mm-hmm. I like when they do Tabasco sauce. I don't want the horseradish. I always I forget to ask for no horseradish. So I always get a normal Bloody Mary. And I still love it. Like, I still enjoy the hell out of it. I just I'm, a, I'm a horsey boy. I yeah, like you're, oh, Hey, I call you Pony Boy for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Luke. Uh, stay golden. Uh, but for breakfast, I'm always doing an omelet. For brunch, it's a little different. Okay. I want something lighter. Wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you right there because you piqued my interest. Jake and I talked about this recently. When you say an omelet, do you prefer a pan omelet or a flat top omelet? Uh, There's a I huge like, difference. If I'm going out to eat, yeah. I want. A, I do like the look of a pan omelet. That's how I cook it's them at like home. It's like perfectly fluffy and like yes. a half moon. I do like those. Yeah. But if I'm going out to eat for breakfast, yeah. not brunch, yeah. I'm flat top iron. Flat top. Uh, okay. Uh, That's yeah. I when this I just thin like, folded. Yeah. It all sticks together really well, and it's just. But if I'm going to brunch, right. I might want something a little lighter. I, mean, I might still do eggs if they have like a quiche option or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. but. I definitely want lighter. Like the avocado toast sounded great, or like a bruschetta, bruschetta, or a whatever bruschetta. they call it. And uh, uh, put your hands up when you say it. Uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. a bruschetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love those light kind of meals where it's like finger foods, you know? Yeah. Well, because uh, brunch is a communal experience. You're you're chit chatting exactly. and you're having your mimosas and whatever. And that's my drink is a mimosa. It's a classic. That's the best part about brunch is the mimosa. Yeah. And then I'll I will do something sweet uh, for a brunch too, like a crepe, Ooh, or something. Fan. You know, Ooh. still light. I don't want uh, a full stack of pancakes. Just for the syrup. record, crepes are for creeps. I don't respect them and I don't support them, but I understand that you're. Uh, a I'm a I'm a big fan of a savory crepe myself. Ah, uh, he likes the, the savory scallions. Guy. He yeah, is. He's he a, I am. I'm a savory dude. Yeah, he is. You put um, gravy on your crepes too. Dude, gravy on everything. What are you <laughs> say? Come on. <laughs> There's a gravy podcast. What are you Some talking sausage about? Sausage gravy, yeah. gravy on, on your scallion scrape. Um, yeah, all right. absolutely. My uh, favorite brunch food is, and it's it's one it's honestly one of my favorite dishes as a whole. Like anytime, anywhere, it's one of my favorite dishes. But for brunch, it hits different because usually they put an egg on it, which they don't normally do. Chicken and waffles. 
that's a fried chicken and waffles. And the only time I've ever had them put a fried egg on top of it was at brunch. So uh, good waffle, fried chicken, bone in or not, I don't care. Actually, I do care. I prefer bone in. But if it's like a tender type thing, that's fine too. Um, Same. They put the egg on. Then I do syrup. Boop, 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 boop. Hot sauce. Boop, 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 boop. A little bit of black Mm. pepper. Cut through all of it. You get everything. Nom, 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 nom. Down the hatch. Chicken and waffles. We went to... It goes against my... Actually, it's been years, so it doesn't. There's this place in New York City we went four years ago now that had General Sow's chicken and waffles. It was fried chicken on the bone with a homemade General Sow's sauce on a homemade uh, uh, sesame waffle, black black sesame waffle. Dude, we went there, That's Patrick, uh, DJ, Jake, and myself. Oh, it was so good. Or maybe it was. I don't know. I haven't been there in years, but it probably is still that good. <laughs> we had a place here in Ithaca called Waffle Frolic. Stop. Where you could, they made a we mean did. chicken we and did. waffles, oh, and they also made they really a waffle ice cream sandwich. Oh. If you ever see some... Wait, hold on. Which I'm sorry. Really I was good. speaking. What? Yeah, they made a it, waffle ice cream sandwich, and it was you. I, it was, it was one a, of those it was things a where you waffles ice cream sandwich, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, dude. It was so big, like I, I can eat, mm-hmm. and even if I was doing one of those food challenges where it's like eat this food to get the t-shirt, right. I still think this would be difficult. Jeez, I want it. It was big. It was it was great to like leave the bars and be like, you guys want to hit up waffle for like, oh that's <laughs> the first, yeah and then you get yeah. the you get the chicken and waffles with the ice cream yeah see I I love that I I wish I had that right now my but my one thing with chicken and waffles and I've rallied against a lot of people for this you have to bolt put both the syrup and the hot sauce you have to if you only do hot sauce or you only do syrup heck you. Get out of my house. I don't want to look at you anymore. It's I'm, both. I'm in my I'm in my spicy arc right now, so well, I'm totally with you. Uh, you got see so the 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 tangy spice, it's usually Tabasco, but maybe Frank's or like maybe they have a homemade. The spicy tangy cuts through the over because maple syrup is just aggressively sweet, especially oh, for gosh, a savory yeah. man like Charles. Maple little, syrup is insane. Too much for me, so maybe. the maple complements the uh, uh, waffles in a way that you would expect it to, like a traditional mm-hmm. breakfast. The hot sauce pairs with the chicken like you would expect, but then the hot sauce cuts through the syrup in such a way that it all becomes one. Soaks mm. it up. It's, oh, and then my favorite drink, I'm with Lucas, mimosas are... But Bloody Marys are very close. And then outside of both of those is just a beer. I think a beer with brunch is glorious. But mimosas are... Oh, boy. Especially like a... Uh, especially like a um, um, a shandy. Like a lemon beer or an orange beer. Oh, beer. yeah. Shandy's not a bad one. But mimosas are, are next level. Yeah, you gotta get that I will, I will say beer. like a, a not champagne. restaurant is the only time you'll go into a restaurant at... 10 or 11 in the morning and they'll be like here's the beer menu <laughs> yeah. yeah no they will and then you're just like but it's 11 and they're like well it's brunch baby Here, here's the you beer all menu. have and you, you all have work in the morning it's a sunday but like here's a midday beer menu <laughs> Better and, get you and drinking you look, in early and you look around and every single table has like an empty drink on it yeah yeah i love it what i've learned here tonight is that um i need to go to brunch more Dude, oh, absolutely! So uh, after just <laughs> going to brunch on Sunday, I was like, "We need to go to brunch next weekend." Dude, Korean yeah. brunch. I would, 
I Korean so fusion brunch. I bulgogi I beef go and waffles. So I don't know. I heard I'd the mixed brunch is yeah, is pretty good. Waffles. Yeah, dude, beefy waffles. Don't yeah. no. Anyways, all right. So, are we ready for Jerry's you corner? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, I've only got two things in here because one of them was going to be uh, my the third in my thing was the life of one who fishes, and uh, that's obviously we talked about you know fisherman theory. Um, so my two are. And oh, we already know the other one because I get. But anyways, we talked last time about British slang or about slang conversation, and mm-hmm. I said I would bring a couple slangs that I'm going to start working in. So I brought two. Uh, one, it's from my favorite Auntie Donna song. It's also an Australian slang, but I've always known it British. But that's fine. Chuffed. When you're chuffed. feeling when you're feeling good, when you're feeling proper, proper you're chuffed. chuffed. Yeah, I'm proper yeah. chuffed. Mm-hmm. This conversation has got me chuffed tonight. I tell mm-hmm. you that right now. It's feeling good. And the other one I think is way cooler than saying, oh, you're taking the air out of or uh, uh, you're pulling the rug out from under me or, oh, you're messing with me. Taking a piss. Taking a piss? What are you having a piss? What, are you having a piss? Are you taking a piss? Like, you're like, dude, my grandma died. And you're like, well, no, that was a little darker than I wanted it to be. That was a little darker. But, you know, you're telling me something I don't quite believe. Are you taking a piss? Yeah, what, are you taking a piss on? Are you taking a piss? Yeah, that's a great phrase. Love that phrase. It's on on Taskmaster all the time. Uh, Alex will be like, hey, here's your task. And the, the, the comedian will read it in the back. Are you taking a piss? And I'm just like, oh, they said it. The British guys said it. So I looked up a couple things, and the one that I pulled away to bring today, which I completely forgot to throw in somewhere, but maybe I could just throw it in the end here, is a rip snort. Oh, rip uh, snort. You have a rip snort of a good time, yeah. or like that was one rip snorter game. What, or like, what is you know, that of origin? Because I've always known that as just kind of like a country phrase. Uh, it's an Australian thing. It's Australian? I believe you if you said it. Rip, yeah, just a rip snort uh, and good soccer match. or Well, they would say football. Like right, a right, rugby. right. Footy. Footy. Uh, yeah, rip yeah. snorting of a football player. Uh, so I said that I would bring four. Yeah. I didn't bring, bring it. it. That's okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's okay. why this is perfect for Jerry's Corner. Next episode, we will try our best. We'll hold ourselves accountable yeah. together to bring more. Because I've, I, trust me, the list of, because I've been watching a lot of British television, the list of British ones alone are like fucking, I've got a ton. Um, yeah. The other one I wrote down, which now I know why I wrote it down, because we brought it up again. I wrote specifically KFC Gravy. And, and that leads me into, Ooh. yeah, we talked gravy talk last time and I wanted to make sure I remembered this and apparently this is why. My, I'm going to answer mine before answering the question. KFC gravy is my answer. What is your favorite gravy? Uh, so for me, um, I have a favorite shrimp and grits that I get from Maxi's. You've talked about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and they one. have a they have a tasso gravy, which is like a like a Creole gravy that's uh, made from specific types of ham parts. Oh, and it's a it's a thicker gravy. They ham put gravy. Over, yeah, they put it well. So ham gravy is usually a thinner. This is a thicker gravy. It's from yeah. specific parts of the ham, yeah. and uh, they throw it over the grip uh, grits, and it's a little bit spicy. And that, to me, is my ideal gravy. Spicy gravy is not something I uh, uh, surround myself with. Austin. What's uh... when you when you eat it? It just has like a. It just gives you that quick flush of like. Oof, so yeah, like a black pepper, gri- like spice, like a like a quick like a mouth spice, not a not no, a warm your gullet spice. It's, 
It's no, it's a warm beer goal at Spice okay, too. Okay, okay, I believe you. Uh, what what makes gravy gravy? Uh, uh, it's a a broth thickened, of sorts. Yeah, a thickened, thickened broth. Thickened with a starch. Yeah. Okay. So like, because like, wh- where do you go from gravy to just sauce? Uh, uh, whether it's thickened either via flour and butter, which is called a roux, or cornstarch and water, which is called a slurry, those two okay. things make a gravy. And I think, I think, I think a gravy requires a stock or broth because a yeah, sauce I'm, does not. No, a sauce I'm, you I'm can with, make out of uh, sweeteners so what's, and whatever. You know, no, uh, I'm with au you on that jus. Gravy. Au jus is it. it's not a gravy that's not thickened at all. That's just the, the that's the just the stock. That's yeah. a yeah. That's just um, thin stock. Like a fresh I like that dip. really dark. I guess it would be kind of like KFC gravy. I mean, like you can pick a dark... place, you can pick a person who makes it, you can pick whatever. I you know. Uh, I can't remember the last I, time I had I said it, but... KFC gravy because and I am not kidding you. I have done this on reg like multiple occasions and I will still do it to this day. I put the gravy just, on the mashed potatoes. I eat the mashed potatoes and then I take the spoon and I spoon gravy until the gravy's gone. I don't drink it, but you know, like when your cereal's gone and you're drinking yeah. the milk with the spoon, I just drink the gravy with the spoon. KFC gravy, I don't know what it is. It hits, it's, it's every, you know how I am obsessed with Pizza Hut? It's that level of like their gravy only. I love I've, it. I've also seen his wife bring him a gravy boat and he just drinks it straight. Crazy. What, what can I? What, hey, I'm only human. Right? I've also seen his wife serve him milk in a gravy boat. Yeah. So. I also told you about that time she gave me cold beans, right? <laughs> oh, we talked about <laughs> okay. it. Okay, I just oh, we remember. talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as She's far as a my weird fa- one. My favorite gravy, I'd have to go with like a. Yeah, there's like a. It's like a. I, it's got to be mushroom based because it goes mushroom with steak usually. Are... Oh, uh, a steak oh, with mushroom yeah. gravy's next level. I don't even like oh. mushrooms, but that gravy though. Whatever that gravy is that comes like we go to a restaurant and they'll yeah. like put it on the side. It's nice and dark. Yeah, and it's like it's almost has a sweetness to it. It's but usually it's still beef earthy. broth, gravy, and a roux. Oh, or man. beef broth, mushroom, and a roux. Sorry, it's so good. I could yeah. just. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. The more you cook it down, the darker a color it gets. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah it's almost yeah that burnt like. Because yep. your roux, uh, you can when you're when you're making a roux, you can cook it down farther and farther. The the minute that the flour and the butter become homogenous and it's one paste, you can throw in your stuff and make it. It's that paste. smoky char flavor. You cook it that, down. You get the you get mm. the caramelization. The 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 flour actually becomes more and more brown, 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 brown until it gets very dark. Then you do your beef broth, which is also very dark, and then the mushroom. Oh, you hey, dude, you don't know what you're doing mm. to me, guy. Dude, dude, is it hot in here? Is it just Lucas in this podcast? I was just thinking about one after another. (laughs) Charles' favorite gravy, bowl of gravy. Oh, sausage gravy, always sausage gravy. Like a like a Uh, breakfast sausage biscuit and gravy type sausage. Well, so I I said uh, I I mentioned the uh, tasso gravy from Maxi's. That's my favorite gravy. Oh yeah, Uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I I botched Uh, it. I will say a secondary favorite gravy. Uh, that time that we went to the bachelor's party and uh, Ryan's brother Billy, Billy got up yeah. in the morning and made some oh, sausage gravy. That was good gravy. That was some. It was, that was good some, gravy. It was slightly, and by slightly I mean very heavily salted. It was just a little on the salty side for me. It was like holy. Damn, shit. it was good though. Like, no, it was. Just, it was. Just it was spooning it over some biscuits. Mm. Biscuits and gravy is an all timer, right? It's a top ten meal. Biscuits it's gotta be. Yeah. Also, a uh, country fried steak with sausage gravy over it. That's you see, a, he did it. He did the country, country fried or chicken. Yeah, fried it's chicken steak. fried, but it's fine. 
It's Don't you know I like my chicken fried? A little bit of chicken fried. <laughs> Cold beer on Friday night. <laughs> Pair of jeans a bit just right. We don't have the royalties for this. We're done when we start getting sponsorships, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, If anyone has any closing thoughts, speak now or forever hold your peace. I'm ordained. I can say that. No, I'm good. Uh, I think think that settles it. All right. That'll do it for another episode. Another wonderful, glorious, food-based podcast of Men of the Machine. I am Kevin. I'm Charles. And I'm Lucas. Thanks for listening. About taking you apart. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.